Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Welcome in to another edition of MCM Radio. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight? Doing pretty good. What's going on? Well, not a whole lot. Titans got a win, so that's good. Um, always good to you know get that preseason monkey off your back, right? Um, anyway, uh, Titans football is back. That's the good thing. Uh, preseason games, you forget how tough they are to watch <laughs> after the first like half of a quarter. Um, there were some interesting things, I guess, kind of throughout the night, really, in this game. But you just get to a point where uh, it's just it, it's tough to just watch a bunch of guys out there that are you know are not going to be on the team, uh, you know, in, in the next three or four weeks. So uh, we'll kind of go through it. Uh, just some takeaways from what we saw tonight. Um, before we do that, museummiracles.com is where you can find us, find our writing. Um, you can get this podcast wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. Just look for the Music City Miracles feed. Um, you'll get our show, MCM Radio, and the Titans Film Room show. They've done a couple of episodes, so if you subscribe to that to our feed, you get both of those shows as soon as they are available. All right, so like I said, Titans went up to Philadelphia, won 27-10. Uh, we know that the score in a preseason game is not as important as you know the individual pieces, uh, starters, guys that you're looking for, roster bubble, that kind of stuff. Um, we saw one drive from starting offense, and when we say the starting offense, uh, really you're talking about Marcus Mariota because if you want to talk about starters that didn't play or start in this game, um, you know, we expect A.J. Brown to be a, a significant con- contributor uh, in the starting lineup or at least, you know, a, a high in the rotation. He didn't play. Corey Davis didn't play. Uh, Derek Henry didn't play. Delaney Walker didn't play. Jonu Smith didn't play. Ryder Saffold didn't play. Taylor Wan didn't start. Um, so, I mean, you, you got a bunch of pieces out there that are a bunch of pieces not out there that we will be seeing hopefully in week one when this team takes the field. So, uh, you know, listen, they, they put together a pretty nice drive, ended up stalling out. Um, Mariota found Adam Humphreys a bunch of times on that drive. I think we, you can safely take away from at least what we saw on that drive that Humphreys is going to be heavily targeted uh, in this offense, if you're playing fantasy football, uh, if you're in a PPR league, I, I think he's a guy that you would bump up pretty significantly versus if you're playing in a non-PPR league, uh, just because I think he's going to be a guy that's going to get a bunch of targets, uh, going to get a bunch of catches, not sure about yards and touchdowns, but a guy that it's going to be a, a focal point in this offense uh, from that standpoint. So, you know, that, that's really about all you could take away from that first unit because, like I said, with so many guys missing and them only playing one series, it's hard to draw a whole lot of conclusions. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's kind of disappointing. You know, you wait all this time and you kind of see a drive like that. It, it was just a little choppy. Um, you know, you, you'd like for it to be smooth, a, a little more uh, put together, but you understand with, with all the pieces out of, out of the offense, uh, you were kind of going to get that. So, Thought uh thought Mariota kind of pressed a little on that on that fourth down play to Adam Humphreys uh, seemed to be locked in. I think Humphreys had six targets on that drive, uh, caught four of them for only 24 yards. Um, Mariota missed 
on the sideline to Darius Jennings. Uh, it was a little late, but uh, Jennings could have hauled that ball in. Uh, it's a play he needs to make as a guy that's on the bubble. But, again, the fact that Darius Jennings is in on that drive kind of speaks to where this offense was tonight. You know, uh, you, you said it, no A.J. Brown, no Corey Davis. Uh, you know, you, you had a struggling Taewon Taylor out there, which we'll get into. Uh, no Delaney Walker. So, really slimmed down offense for Marcus Mario tonight. You'd love to, to come out tonight and say with confidence that Mariota looked good. I can't really say that. You can't really say he looks bad either. So that's just kind of the nature of the beast in preseason week one. Yeah, that play of Darius Jennings is one of those really frustrating ones because, like you said, he could have thrown it earlier, could have been a better throw. But if, if Darius Jennings you know, makes a play that an NFL receiver should make, then we're not really having this conversation. So it's just one of those things that you kind of go round and around. And depending on how you view Marcus Mariota, that's how you view that play. Um, you know, if you think he's the answer, then you're talking about how, how bad it was on Jennings' part. If you're, you know, not not convinced on Mariota, then you're talking about how bad the throw was. So those, those kind of things, I, I'm just ready to get past those types of things. All right, so you brought up Taewon Taylor. Um, oh, you boy. know, just, a, I mean... Uh, the the guy is so frustrating because you see him behind the defense. He's wide open. Um, and, and, you know, this was a, was a Tannehill throw that was a little bit underthrown, um, but a ball that he absolutely has to catch. Um, had another play where he's just on the sideline and just doesn't get his feet down. You know, we I, we, we see too much of this stuff from Taewon Taylor, preseason, regular season, whatever it may be. Um, you know, ball accounts had a kind of a rough play the other night in the scrimmage at, at Nissan Stadium. Ball that kind of hit him in the face. We've seen that happen way too many times uh, for an NFL wide receiver. Uh, at this point, I mean, is, is he a lock to make this roster? I I asked the question, you know, on Twitter, and everybody, of course, in the heat of the moment, said no. You know, taking a step back, I there were there were, what three, four, five receivers that outplayed him um, that weren't even on my my radar to make this roster. Uh, so he's gone from from a guy that. I wouldn't even put any thought into being cut into a guy that uh, has to be on the bubble. I mean, how can you reward play like that when you've got a guy like Khalif Raymond who's running out here catching six balls for 80 yards, you know, making the tough plays over the middle, getting lit up. Uh, Cody Cody Hollister, too, you know, caught a touchdown. There's guys on this roster that played better than Taewon Taylor tonight. And, uh, you know, how, how long is this leash going to be? I, th- I think he's entering year three. And he just has no idea how to play the receiver position. How on earth is he catching the ball with his body? How is he letting that ball hit his shoulder pads? I mean, I can think back to sixth grade football. That's the first thing they're telling you as a receiver. Catch the ball with your hands. Look it in. You know, tuck it away. He's over here bucket catching everything like he's catching punts. You know, like you were saying, that picture that was going around over the weekend. uh, Looking like he's catching a punt. And it looks like it's going to hit him in the face. So, uh, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what the answer is. It's a shame the Titans need a guy like him. They need a guy with his deep speed. But unfortunately, if you can't catch the football, that does nothing for you. Yeah, and it's just so weird because uh, had a really, really successful NFL. I mean, uh, college career. What do you say? He's like ninth all time. Yeah, he's top ten. Uh, yeah, top ten in all time yards uh, for his career. Him and Corey Davis were both top ten. So. Uh, clearly, that was not an issue at Western Kentucky. I don't know why it is now. It, it's just so weird. It doesn't seem like something that you would forget how to do. It's catch the ball with like with your hands or getting your hands up or whatever. Uh, but we've just seen it way too many times from him. 
so I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's an interesting thing because he he's got a, a skill set that they need. He's got deep speed. Um, like I said, you see him behind the defense tonight. You saw what was it like? The, was it the Jets game last year where he ended up making a couple of big plays? But he had one early in the game that you know just same kind of deal. And every now and then it's like he just he can't he just can't find the ball. I mean, it, it's so weird. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, you, we're gonna you, K- K- how you say his name? Khalif Raymond. <laughs> uh, a little trouble there. Um, you know, he, he's the guy now, right, that everybody's going to fall in love with. Uh, had a great game tonight, fun to watch. Uh, you know, obviously brings you something in the in the receiving game, uh, also something in the return game. Um, so, I mean, he's a guy that you, you definitely are kind of moving on to the roster bubble. I don't think he's, again, by any means a lock to make the roster. He had kind of a bad drop early yeah. in, I guess, or like the middle, late second quarter. But, you know, you, you kind of forget that. Um, with, with everything else that he did on the night. So made, made a, a really tough catch later on where he caught the ball, got popped, and, you know, held on. So he's, he's a guy that has at least played himself into, uh, into the conversation. Um, and, you know, I, I, haven't, I still haven't sat down and, and done a 53-man roster projection. Uh, I'll probably do that at some point in the next week. And then you kind of get into the decision point. It's like a, l- a little bit about this last time um, as far as, you know, how many, how many guys you're going to keep at each position. But, you know – with Raymond versus like Darius Jennings right now. I mean, we know Jennings had the return success last year, but you know, just based off of tonight, I think you'd have to put Raymond ahead of him. Yeah. And Raymond is a guy that can do that. You know, we saw him return punts tonight. He had a nice one in the third quarter, uh, got around the corner and got 15 or 20 yards. So he's got that added value to him. Um, you know, I, I think you got to put Raymond at least on equal ground with Jennings right now. And potentially even Taewon Taylor, you know, depending on how the Titans view Taewon on the long term, uh, Raymond outplayed him. I I mean, plain and simple, he did the little things that you love to see receivers do, you know, catching the ball through contact, uh, you know, just making big plays, moving the chains, the little stuff that Taewon Taylor doesn't seem to do uh, that, that he seems to struggle with, Raymond did tonight. So I think he brings a little bit more to the table than a guy like Darius Jennings while still bringing that return value. So um, he, he was the clear, clear number one winner for me tonight, uh, a guy that I didn't have on this roster going into the night. But uh, he might be on it, you know, coming out of week one for me. Yeah, he's definitely worked himself onto the bubble uh, at the very least. All right, coming up, we'll talk a little bit about the defense and then a few other takeaways from the game tonight. Okay, right, so defense looked good. Um, you know, obviously we didn't see Carson Wentz, so don't have that to compare to. But, um, the, you know, the one misplay, Adoree Jackson gets gets just roasted for a long touchdown. Again, that becomes a thing that we apparently are going to see from a Titans corner every year in the preseason. Two years ago, it was Logan Ryan. Last year, Malcolm Butler. This year, Adoree Jackson. And, you know, just a, a misplay on his part. He tried to undercut the receiver and, and knock the ball away and just, you know, misread it more or less. Um, but he bounced back and played good for that. So I, I don't have any, any really huge concerns there. Um, I, I thought Sharif Finch uh, looked good in spots, uh, seemed to be getting in the backfield a little bit. Um, the, the defense was a little bit more whole, what they had out there. Uh, you know, they're missing Jarrell Casey. I mean, obviously Jeffrey Simmons, but we haven't, we haven't seen him to this point anyway. But they had more of the guys that you expect to be out there when the season starts out there tonight. Um, again, uh, tougher to, to judge them against, you know, a team that, that doesn't play their starting quarterback. Um, you know, the Patriots are coming here next week to do the joint practices. 
So you'll get to see. We'll, I mean, we'll get some reports on what they do there. Uh, I don't know if we'll see Tom Brady in the game or not. Um, and, and really, it's, it's kind of hard to judge defense in the preseason. Um, but you know, no outside of the Adori thing, no really, I, I guess causes for concern. But I didn't have any, anything that really jumped off the page to me positively either. Yeah, Adori was the main take for me. You know, number one, he played deep. He played to halftime, um, so that was interesting to me. I don't, I don't know if he might be in the doghouse with Frable or, or something like that, but uh, for him to come back after giving up the 75-yard bomb, uh, he, I thought he played pretty well after that, uh, which was really good to see. You know, they attacked him down the field, down the sideline again. Uh, it seemed like on, on consecutive plays, and he had back-to-back pass breakups. So. Uh, really happy to see Adoree kind of shake that off. Uh, you know, we've seen, we saw Malcolm Butler uh, start to get beat last year, and it just kind of seemed to snowball. Uh, so obviously Adoree playing against second and third teamers out there, uh, that's got to be noted. But uh, for him to come back and have a strong second quarter, that was really good to see. Yeah, after the game, they asked Vrabel about that play, and he said that uh, it was reckless, not aggressive. Um, like you said, that was one of the first things I noticed because I didn't, I had to go, we had, you know, soccer practice with the kids. So I came in late to watching the game. Um, and when, that was one of the first things I noticed was that Adori was still in. It was almost halftime. Uh, I didn't know, I hadn't seen that play yet at that point. So um, anyway, you know, listen, if you're going to do something like that during the preseason, nobody, no, nobody's hurt. Um, so I, I would expect him to bounce back pretty easily from that. Again, not, not really any other huge takeaways. Um, you know, you'd like to see somebody step forward on the defensive line um, just because they've got a guy like an Austin Johnson who you think they should be able to replace. Um, but, you know, just somebody's got to step up and, and want to take that spot. Uh, but, again, that'll be kind of a, a, whole, a body of work thing, camp practices, all the preseason games, practices against the Patriots, that kind of stuff, not anything that we're going to see necessarily tonight. Um, and, and the last thing for me, and you can throw out anything else that you have, you know, there's already this talk going around about Tannehill. Um, you're looking better than, than Mariota and, you, you know, whatever. I, listen, I mean, I, I think if you just looked, if you looked at nothing else but their play tonight and didn't factor, factor anything else in, I mean, I, I think Tannehill probably did look better. But that's just, again, you're, you're, that's not going to be judged off of just this one game. Mariota's starter regardless anyway. Um, but it, it's it's ridiculous, in my opinion, for people to be jumping to any conclusions as far as that's concerned. The takeaway for me there is you have a guy in Ryan Tannehill who can do a lot of the same things that um, Mariota can do. You're not going to have to change the offense very much if Mariota does get hurt. He's Tannehill is, is certainly a, an upgrade over Matt Castle and Blaine Gabbert, the two guys that they've had here that have had to play the last couple of years. So, I mean, I think the, the prudent thing for Titans fans to do is just to be happy that you have that guy and not spend time, you know, analyzing these preseason plays uh, because we already know Mario is going to be the starter. And, I mean, I, I do think Mario is the better quarterback, but having the debate is pretty senseless because there, there's no way that Tannehill starts a game unless Mario is hurt. And, you know, I've got to say, I didn't see it from a single Titans fan tonight. I saw it from Pro Football Talk, and I saw it from Ryan Clark, uh, who, who tweeted during the game that Mariota looked like a freshman back at Oregon. You know, after, after a single drive, um, missing half his starters on offense. Where And, and you know, let's be real, it was, a, it was a pretty weird drive. I mean, they started in gun. 
there wasn't really a threat of the run there. Uh, Tannehill's approach with Arthur Smith was a little bit different, I thought. Uh, went under center. Uh, a lot more play action, a lot more easy throws to get Tannehill into a rhythm. So I uh, want to keep that in mind. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. The takeaway here is not that Tannehill should should start over Marcus Mariota. It's the, the pure upgrade that the Titans got and, and that they honestly need with Marcus Mariota on the roster. We know we know Mariota's going to miss a game. We know he's going to miss one or two games this season. When that happens, the Titans won't fall off too much with Ryan Tannehill running the ship. So uh, again, he made some easy throws. He made the sensible plays. He made a really, really nice throw uh, to Anthony Ferkshire. That was really beautiful over the middle. Uh, nice catch by, by Ferkshire to haul it in too. Uh, so, so that's my takeaway. Titans offense won't skip a beat uh, if Tannehill has to play. But, uh, man, it, it, it we called it. I, I think when the, the day it happened, uh, we called it. The, this training camp was going to be brutal. Hadn't been quite as bad as I thought, but sure enough, week one, here we are. Yeah, it's it's not surprising at all. Um, the one, again, you know, Caleb, you, you, got, you got a few, a few guys here and there that, that popped. Um, I like watching Dalen Dawkins run. We were talking about this before we came on. Uh, he, he is a little scary because he's small, but he dude runs hard. Um, but I, I don't think that I, I don't. He may end up on the practice squad again, but I don't see him making this roster out of camp. I don't see them keeping a back behind uh, Derrick Henry, Deion Lewis, and David Fluellen. Um, so you know, not a whole lot there. I mean, Nichols had a nice run, but I mean, a huge hole there. So uh, you know, tough to give him too big of props for that, but. You know, not really anything else that, that jumped off the page. Was there anything else for you? Yeah, McNichols is an interesting guy. I, I think that's an interesting conversation. Do you keep four? Uh, a lot of teams do nowadays. But, uh, you know, 37 of his yards came on that one run that you're, you're talking about. Had 44 on the night. So uh, a, a pretty, you know, most of his, his yards came on that one carry. And, and look, the offensive line, we, we talked about it, kind of mixed and matched tonight. You had... He had Saffold with the night off. He didn't have Taylor Lewan starting. Uh, you know, you had Jameel Douglas as your starter at guard. So uh, hard to put too much stock into that. There wasn't a lot, of, a lot of lanes to run through tonight. You know, Alex Barnes went 10 for 14. Uh, I don't see any path to, to being on the roster for him. And unfortunately for Daylon Dawkins, it's just a numbers game. He had some nice runs. He can do some things out of the backfield. But uh, like you're saying, it's, it's probably three... Um, McNichols is probably the fourth if they choose to go that route. Yeah, so um, that's it. But, I mean, like I said, this just gets us one step closer to the regular season. we got to get through four preseason yeah. games. we got one down. so we're No injuries. That's the most no, important no, part. Yeah, right, exactly. No injuries. Uh, you know, sucks for Nate Sudfeld, uh, the Eagles quarterback. I, I just saw something on Twitter that he – I think he broke his left wrist and going to have surgery. So, um, you know, I mean, obviously he's not their starter, but a guy that – you know, is backing up Carson Wentz, who has, you know, been injury prone in his own right. So um, that's the kind of stuff that you don't want to see. So Titans get through that, through this one without any of that stuff. So that's really good. Um, you know, you hope in the next week or so you get maybe an A.J. Brown back on the field. It sounds like he's pretty close. I think we're probably another week away from, from Derrick Henry. I don't know if he'll I, – I, I doubt he plays against the Patriots. Maybe you could see him against the Steelers. I think we'll probably be the earliest we'll see him. Um, and, and then you, you got your guys, Jarrell Casey – uh, John Smith, guys on PUP that you hope will be, you, you know, coming back soon. But, yeah, uh, walking away from this with, with, with no major injuries is, is certainly the most important thing. And, like I said, I mean, I, I don't know 
preseason wins and losses don't matter. But it is, it's nice to not go 0-4 in the preseason, so you know it, it, at least they won't do that. Um, so that's, that's, that's really it. I mean, uh, you know, like I said, one step closer to Titans football, to regular season football, um, and, and that's what you know, we've been waiting a long time, it seems like, for, uh, especially long this year after the, the, playoff, the playoffs the year before. So anyway, that's what, that's what we got for tonight. Uh, we already got a couple pieces up. Terry wrote a recap as soon as the game was over. Mike wrote a winners and losers pieces a piece at Music City Miracles. So you can go ahead and check that out again. Uh, subscribe to this feed wherever you're getting your podcast. Uh, just search out Music City Miracles, and you'll get our show. You'll get Titans Film Room Radio as well. So thanks so much for listening. For Terry, this is Jimmy saying, again, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later.